all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they gon' be them Saints. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another off-season edition of the Houdat Discussion, powered by Overtime Media. As always, my name is Andrew Galata, and we have another jam-packed episode for you guys. We have some news on the NFL CBA. I'm going to give you guys my opinion on what I think about the new playoff format, the new season format. And I'm going to tell you why this would be a really bad decision for the NFL to put that through. And then also... The NFL Scouting Combine does start today with interviews and stuff, and the actual events will start tomorrow, so I will give you my preview on that. Ton to talk about. I'm just going to do top five things that I find most, I mean, not in any order, but the definitely top five things that I find most intriguing, or at least the five things I find that are most intriguing, so it will be a fun episode. Next episode, we're going to do our full, full preview of free agency as that's coming up and then also we'll do the draft as well we're gonna have guests on for the show it'll be a really fun episode and that's probably gonna come out later this week thursday friday range there so that will also be very fun so i think we are gonna start off with the cba stuff like that and then we'll get into the combine and kind of what um what intriguing things that i find most important and it's gonna be really interesting saints this year have our first round pick last year they didn't so we'll even get into more will the saints get a qb i obviously want to see more from the qbs wide receivers o-line we'll talk about some linebackers and then a lot more so this is just gonna be a really fun topic when we get into it later but starting off with the nfl cba so about last week it was proposed by the owners it passed through the owners that a lot of things are would be changing for the 2020 season and basically for the near future for the new CBA that will go under effect. It's up this year, so we'll see what happens. I mean, the players would have to, um, they would have to approve it as well. I'm sorry. Um, they would have to approve it. I don't know if they will, and it's going to be interesting to see, but I am wholeheartedly against it, and I really hope the NFL does not do it. And here's why. Because 17-game season, which, again, it's interesting, it's something you look at and you're like, okay, one more game of football, that's pretty cool. Also, increase salary cap because now you got to pay people an extra game, that's good. Because the Saints having salary cap issues, that would be really nice. You get to add two more players, and you know, over the last few years, the Saints have had trouble cutting people at the end of the season, and or at the beginning of the season, I'm sorry, as that is very interesting. And the Saints have had to make some cuts that maybe um, weren't the best, and they were good players that ended up getting picked up, but they just had to make them to cut their roster down. And that's happened. And now, you wouldn't have to do that as much. Those are all positives. And I'll obviously say the positives first, because that, that's about it for me. Beyond that, this really hurts the Saints. And it would hurt them more than a salary cap. Who, who The Saints always seem to just maneuver around it. Or two players, or stuff like that. Or just one extra game to the season. Because you see so many teams in the NFL. And the Saints, it's bound to happen to the Saints, it's happened to the Saints before, where they're limping into the playoffs, limping into the offseason if you didn't make the playoffs. Look at this here, the Eagles just limping in to get into the postseason, like Seahawks limping to get into the postseason. It happens a ton, and that's after 16 games. I feel like we already have a problem. We should probably shorten the season, if anything. I mean, I like the 16-game schedule, and I think that's really good. But again, if they want to change it, shorten it then. Definitely do not add a game. Because it puts too much stress for the players. How many more teams are going to get even more injured? It's just 
I, I know the NFL, it's a money-making business, and this is what it's for. Because we can have one more primetime game, we could have one more of this, the season will be longer, more time to buy merchandise, all that stuff. I understand that. But it just doesn't make any sense. And it, again, as a fan of a team that has been very good over the last few years and kind of needs, and to make a Super Bowl, you need everything to be exactly right, that's another game where something can go wrong. And I think 16 games is a perfect medium. It's perfect. And if they change that, you have so many injuries for so many different teams, it's going to make even more injuries. Teams will go into the playoffs even more hurt. And it hurts the best teams. And, again, hurts with the injuries for the best teams. And then also what it hurts is because now there's only going to be one bye. And that bye we've seen really since the beginning of when they made it, it's so you need it. You need it to win. And that, that, that's what it's came down to. So now you're only going to have one team to have that edge, which <laughs> I don't like. Because now the one seed's going to have even more of an advantage over whoever they're playing. And now you're going to have, let's say this year, with the NFC, three 13 and 3 teams. Two of those three 13 and 3 teams will not have a bye. And then you have two of those teams playing in wild card weekend. It doesn't make much sense. It just does not. And as a Saints fan, you can get stuck as 13-3 and then play wildcard weekend. That happened to them this year with two buys. If that happens again with one, it'll happen a lot more. And I just think that's not fair to the team that went 13-3 that had a great season and now they got to play a week later. They deserve that buy. And I think the only way that this would make it good, that I would be happy, is if they added a bye week, a second bye week to the season. And they're not going to do that. So unless they do that, I think that's the only reason where I'd be happy. And again, that's kind of that's a solution that I would tweak. Another one was be is you want to change the playoff format? That's fine. Do what baseball does. I love what baseball does. And I think it's honestly really great. You have one game for in your wild card weekend, well, one game per conference, and then the next weekend in your divisional round would be the one play the four. So now the one still gets that bye against the four, and then the two and threes play. So the two and three seed both have that bye. And then your one seed has the bye over the team that didn't have the bye, so they get a big advantage for that game. And then in the championship game, the two and three seed, whoever wins that one, they win, and they're going to go up, say the one seed, say the one seed wins that game, and then both of those teams would have the bye in the second round. So it makes it a lot more even, and that's where you're going to see more parity, in my opinion, because you could still have the wildcard team go through and have that Cinderella story. That will still happen, but you'll also have the two and three seeds win more than they do now. And it will be much more than just if one team had a buy per conference. And that's kind of my two cents on it. The players are split on it. So that's going to be really interesting to see what they do and to see what they rule it on. I really hope they rule against it because this would hurt the Saints. I just know it would because they're going to be, let's say they're a good team next year, go 12-4, and and 12-4 and is not going to get a bye week, and then they're going to lose in the playoffs again. And it would just be heartbreaking as a team. I think the teams at the top are going to be very upset that this happens because the teams at the top those bye weeks help them so much more and to me you to, i think the perfect is the mlb i think the mlb has a perfect you have three teams basically with the bye and then your two and three teams it's not like they're really benefiting as much as the other team off the bye they're both coming off of a bye so now you're going to get a fresher game a better game in the divisional round and then in the championship you get two teams coming off a bye as well it's honestly a perfect system and I love what they do do it with the MLB, and I really think the NFL should do it. And you're going to get closer games. You're going to get more well-played games, less injuries. It's perfect. Now, the only downside is that one less team makes the playoffs. And I think you just got to take that. Now, 10 teams make the playoffs. I know, yeah, the five best teams is 
Again, you're going to get the five best teams, though. I mean, it's not like the one of the teams that was just left out. Those teams weren't as good. I rather see the best teams play than teams that are like okay that just like kind of slop their way into the playoffs. And yeah, you would only have then um, one wild card spot, and then to me, like the worst division team would have to play on wild card weekend, and they'd get the home game, and then the away team would be the wild card team. And that's kind of just how you would do it. And then the other three divisions, they get the buys. And then basically the two and three, so whoever happens, they play each other. And then the winner of that game plays the one seed. And I love the idea. And to me, it's it's, it's a great it's a great way to have more parity between those five seeds. The, the to me, the talent difference between those five seeds won't be as much. So it's again just more competitive. And I and I think in the long run, that's kind of the way the NFL should go. It helps to me all the playoff teams. You're going to get a better product just for everyone being rested and healthy. And to me, that's just a great system. But please let me know if you guys agree, disagree. I want to hear you guys. Um, on Twitter, we are at the Dis, And then also, you can follow me personally at Andrew Galata on Twitter. And again, tell me how, how what you guys think. Do you think that this is a good system? Do you think it's a bad system? And I think it's very important, especially for the Saints, because people are saying the Saints should definitely have this go through. Yes, in the short run, it's going to be really happy because the Saints have more salary cap. But when the Saints go like 12 and 4 again, 13 and 3. And they have to play wildcard weekend. You're going to be like, I wish I had the old one. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. I just know it. I just know it. And again, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But to me, that's kind of what the Saints are dealing with there. So with all that said, I think it's time to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dats Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dats Discussion. And now we are going to talk about the Scouting Combine, which is happening this week. And it's going to be, to me, extremely interesting week as we're going to see all these prospects play and do drills. Not really play, but do drills. And interviews will be big. And then all the league is in one place. So we're going to get to hear about trades, free agents visiting. Very interesting stuff. And I can't wait to see all about it but let's just get into the five most intriguing things going into the combine here and one i want to talk about first is the quarterbacks i mean i want to see justin herbert is he that polished is he still throwing the ball really good i think he's very very polished i think he's coming into me as the uh, third best quarterback here and that's kind of um still on the very high end for the saints but he's very polished i think he could be even more polished than two i think two has better talent i'd rather have Tua, but i think coming in to who, who's going to be NFL ready the most, I think it's Justin Herbert. And if he was going to sit behind Drew Brees for a year, that would only help him. So I think that, that I really want to see him. I want to see him become, see those polished abilities really show out in drills. And I think it's going to be interesting to see him throw and all the news that comes out, maybe in interviews with him. I think that's really big. Second quarterback I want to see is Jordan Love. I want to see the skills on on display here. He's got all of them. Let's just see it. They're a little more raw. Now, he's not the most raw quarterback. So to me, you're still gonna get uh, you're still gonna get kind of um, NFL ready talents. Like if he was gonna play first year, to me, I don't think he's as ready as Herbert, but I still think he's ready to play. I don't think he would be awful. A lot of people, this reminds them of Patrick Mahomes, Jordan Love. It's interesting. It's interesting to look at. I don't, his arm is great, and it reminds reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. You, to me, you cannot compare anybody to Patrick Mahomes. And I think if the Saints were to pick Jordan Love on the fact that he's the next Patrick Mahomes is a wrong decision. You should be not looking for the next Patrick Mahomes. You should be looking for the next winning quarterback. Now, whoever that may come through, now look at the Ravens. They found it in Lamar Jackson. That That's not Patrick Mahomes. That's not the next Drew Brees. You don't have to look for those types of players. You just have to look for the next winning QB. 
And I think it's very interesting. Now, maybe they have that in the building with Taysom Hill. It's going to be interesting to see. And it's going to be interesting to see what the Saints are looking for. I, I think that's what the Saints are doing. I don't think they're looking for the next Lamar Jackson, the next star that's already exists. They're looking for just the next quarterback that can help them win a championship. And to me, I think that's what Sean Payton is looking at there. And Jordan Love could be that guy. He's got the skills. He's got to put them all together. And he didn't play at the best college. So, to me, I think sitting a, sitting a year, sitting behind Drew Brees would be extremely helpful for him. And hopefully that's what he'll get. So, again... I would love to see him go to the Saints just because the skills are there. He's got the talent to be a star in this league. Now we'll see if he can bring it all together. And I think he's going to be a very interesting candidate going forward. And to me, now this is the most controversial player. Not a lot of Saints fans like him because he played for Georgia. And he did not have a good year last year. He was probably carried by the defense. But the year before, he had a great year. That's Jake Fromm. And... You want to see Jake Fromm, how he does in the scouting combine. Now, his measurables were not as good as they um, as he hoped to be. And, again, that's kind of, to me, I don't put anything into the measurables. I don't think they matter that much. But, supposedly, they weren't as good as they hoped or whatever that is. But I want to see him because he's got, he's a, he, you're looking at him and coming into this year, people were comparing him to like a Justin Herbert, someone, a polished player, as a winner. And then this year, he was just a train wreck. And it's interesting to see um, what what the Saints do with him. I don't think the Saints would pick him at the first round, but maybe if they were in the second round, he could be a player that comes up into their into their zone. And again, I kind of want to see him. I want to see how he plays. And maybe and maybe I'm just being too naive, and, and I'm looking at how he went into the national championship and stuff like that, and I'm not looking at all the bad stuff. But I definitely want to see what he's able to do with. Um, with his, or with just in a combine. I want to see him in the drills. I want to see him throwing the ball. I mean, and again, I know a lot of pressure's under him, and the film says one thing, and other things say another, so it's not, you know, he's not, definitely not the most polished player. But to me, I think the skills are there for a second-round pick, and if you're able to develop him probably over more than one year, but maybe he could be a player of the Saints team. See, and people are just very, very two-faced on him. Some people love him. Some people hate him. You're looking at Daniel Jeremiah saying Fromm is a tough player to evaluate. And again, he's kind of he doesn't really wow you with any physical traits, but he had a lot of wins. He's got toughness, got poise. He's intelligent. He but supposedly he needs to get in a rhythm. It's just kind of you know it's all this stuff. It, it, it's very, very interesting to see how just split people are on him. So to me, I think that um, he probably, I think, will end up going in the second. So maybe the Saints would trade up to get him or trade down to get him. But most likely, we think we're talking about the Saints. They always move up. So it's going to be moving up. But I think it's just going to be really interesting. And I think if he has a great combine, he can get into that first round. And if he does if he does do that, then you'll see teams definitely reach for him. Or if he doesn't, you're going to see him drop. I don't know what the Saints should be looking for. I just think he's a very interesting player, and when he's doing the drills, my eyes will be peeled because I want to see him. I think he's the biggest question marks going forward. He's got the most to answer, but I think he has the ability to answer them. So I think that's kind of just what we're looking at with the quarterbacks and Jake Fromm. Those are my three main QBs. Uh, my eyes will be peeled on Jordan Love and Fromm. Herbert, I just want to see if he can, if those those polished abilities translate to a combine event. I think I think they will, so I'm not really worried about it. I'm probably, I mean, look, and the Saints probably won't get him at the end of the day. So that's kind of just what it is there for those quarterbacks. Second, I want to see the wide receivers that didn't play at the at the Senior Bowl. We saw the wide receivers that played with the Senior Bowl. I don't really got I don't really need to see them again. We know their talents. I mean, they're going to come out here, they're going to show out. 
and they're physically going to be um, they're going to phys- be physically good. You're looking at Van Jefferson, all those guys, Denzel Mims, all those guys. They're going to be ready to play. And look, we already saw them. I don't really need to see more from them. I kind of see their third round talents, which is not bad. Now they can still be good receivers, but I want to see the first round talents play. A lot of them didn't play at the Senior Bowl because they're not seniors. Most of them are juniors that elected to play to go for the NFL draft. And a lot of physical guys that, to me, that's kind of where I'm looking at. You're looking at the physical guys, which to me is interesting. Very, very interesting because, again, to me, you have good receivers that, are that to me, looking at last year's, the best receivers to me were the most physical receivers. You're looking at um, Metcalf. He was the best in the, in the combine. He was the best receiver last year. That's just kind of what I'm saying. I feel like if you can show out in the in the combine as a wide receiver, I think that would help a lot, not only for draft stock, but I think some teams don't buy into the physicality. I I like physicality. I like to have – if you have the traits, to me, you can do a lot with that. Look at Mike Thomas. And to me, I think a lot of these guys do have it, and I think it could be worth a first-round pick. Now, I don't know if it is. I would rather get a guy in the draft so we don't have to develop one because it's going to take time, and I would, and I would maybe get a third-rounder just for the future. I would like first round, I told you guys, quarterback online. Get something that can plug, not quarterback, obviously can't plug and play, but you want to find a future guy or you want to find a plug and play type guy. So to me, that's kind of what I would want to do in the first round. But if a wide receiver is there that we really like, I, I don't think there's any reason why we wouldn't go all, go all out for it. So the first guy I want to see is La, LaVisca Chenault from Colorado. And very interesting player. Not known that much in college, but he can play. I mean, he's a player that's going to come up. I mean, didn't come from the best organization, not organization, but best college. Like, Colorado's not this big, big um, giant in college football. But his physical ability is through the roof. To me, you just, he's got it. He's got that Michael Thomas ballpoint ability where he could um, just make a play. He could play the outside and the slot. So, to me, that's reminding me just a lot of Michael Thomas. So, to me, he can block very well. He's a player that can get that separation in the short term, which the Saints are looking for. So you could definitely see something like that. He's an explosive player. He's a big play waiting to happen. And he was averaging 9.6 catches a game with 10.9 scrimmages per play, uh, yards uh, from scrimmage per play. I'm sorry there. So it shows you he can make catches, and he can make with those catches, he makes plays. And look, the, the negatives to me is just. You're looking at, and what people are saying is route running is not the best, but that's why I want to see him in the combine. They're going to practice that route running, and we're going to see if it's really as bad as they say, or maybe okay, or maybe he just got a lot better with it. Some people say his release sometimes isn't the best, and his off-ball efforts aren't as good as well, and his angles are not as good. But I feel like those are things you can always move, and you can help, um, and you could always teach somebody that, especially it's a quick fist in the first few years of his career. He can play anywhere on the offense, which is really helpful for the Saints. That versatility is always something the Saints will look at. So to me, he's got the physicality. He's got the versatility. It's probably going to be something that Sean Payton takes a chance on. If To me, if he's available at 20, 24, you may see the Saints take a chance on him. I think he's a player that we should definitely be looking at. Second guy here is T. Higgins, who's another physical player, but may not have the speed down the field. And to me, again... He's got the athleticism. He's got the physicality, as with Chenault. Only really plays the outside position, so you're not going to see as much from the slot, which, again, I mean, it is what it is there. Um, but, again, to me, is just an incomplete player. 
He's he's good at making contested catches and one-on-one covers. That's really big. He can catch the ball downfield, but just doesn't get that stretch, doesn't get that speed down the field like other guys get, um, like um, we'll talk about later, like Jalen Regor. Um, kind of reminds me a little of um, Justin Jeff- uh, uh, Jefferson, I'm sorry, from LSU. Um, his pro comparison on the draft network um, when they just they compile a lot of scouting reports and they said his pro comparison is Devontae Parker. So you can kind of see big physical receiver that maybe downfield is not going to get the big separation but can make a contested catch. Maybe a player the Saints look at in the third round, maybe second round. They're calling him a day two candidate. Maybe someone goes up and drafts him in the first. But to me, it'll be very interested and interesting. And I think the Saints could be interested in him. Um, down, down on the draft, second round, third round. You may want if he's still there. Saints, I think, could pick him up for sure. Third guy for me is Jalen Rigor, as I think he may have the best forty time out of any receiver. He's fast. I mean, Rigor is fast. He's a very fast player, and to me, that's going to help him. And um, especially with his draft draft stock, you look at last year. Look at the guys who were most fast. They got picked, and again. That's whoever you want to meet. Who we don't really know who's behind that. Now maybe teams just love speed. We've seen that Andy Isabella got picked high. You have guys like Paris Campbell got picked high. And did you really hear anything from them this year? No, because they're just way too raw. I think that the st- I just want to see him because is it ju- is it just the speed? And yeah, I want to see him in the four and the forty yard dash. But what I also want to see him, I want to see if he can run routes. I, I want to see if he can not only run a straight line, but he also could run. You know, different angles. He can run more um, sharp routes, not just those rounded routes. And you want to see more of that. He's a very fluid player, very explosive, and he also can create trunk plays at every level, which maybe a player the Saints could get because if he he can turn a shallow cross or a ten yard catch into a fifty yard catch, and I think that's really big. But again, his physical ability is not as good. Kind of a little reminds me of Ted Ginn a little bit. Um, he's competitive. He's not going to go. Not going to be the guy that goes up there and makes a big high point catch. He's going to be a more speed guy that's going to beat you deep. I would stay away from him if I'm the Saints, but I want to see if he can break that mold. And if he can maybe make a big get big catch, maybe we can see him run more sharp routes. I want to see what he can bring there. And the last guy is Justin Jefferson from LSU. And Jefferson's a lot like these physical guys. Kind of reminds me of Michael Thomas. Was able to, especially in the red zone, have a nose for the end zone. And that's something to look at as well to me. So those, those guys are definitely players to look at for me from the wide receivers. Third here, I want to see the O-line, because the O-line in the Senior Bowl was awful. It was not good. So now, I want to see how the interior O-line plays. Now, all these guys didn't play in the Senior Bowl, so I'm going to give them a break. But um, I want to see what they're able to do. I kind of want to see their physicality. want to see their athleticism. Tyler Bedaz from Wisconsin is the guy I've been wanting. And I would, I know people are not saying he's as good, but maybe he falls into the second round like an Eric McCoy did, but I trade up to get him. I make us get be a Daz. I think he's the player that we should get. And it just the plug-and-play ability, he's played a lot. He knows the position well. He knows the technique. He's a plug-and-play type player, and I know it. And I, I think he could be a player the Saints look at. Um, Shane Lemieux from Oregon, another type of player that could be a plug-and-play type player. Um, to me, if the Saints see more in him than they do in Be a Daz, maybe you want to go Lemieux, but I'd go Be a Daz over him. And then finally, Solomon Kidney from Georgia, another player, big physical guy to me. Could another plug-and-play player, he may be gone, though. And I think that's something to look at where the Saints are picking. It's very interesting. It's means to ebb and flow. Not a very good draft, really, to me. It's only these three guys from the interior. And after that, you're going to see a dip and not those plug-and-play type players. But to me, that's kind of what you're looking at from the O-line. And then fourth is going to be the linebackers. Now, 
If the Saints don't re-sign A.J. Klein, they don't get a real replacement for him, I'd like to see them pick a linebacker. But the Saints have just had really bad luck, or they just haven't been able to hit their, the right note here for linebackers um, in the draft. They've picked, you're going to see your Stefan Anthony's, and they left better linebackers on the board. And I'm scared for them to pick a linebacker, especially with the first round. I just don't think they can hit on it. I think that's just a position that's just fooling them. Maybe, look, there are a few guys I want to see. I want to see Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma, who would be right where the Saints would pick. He's kind of that guy. The Saints could see the physicality is there, the athleticism is there, the recognition is not yet. Now, that's coachable, but we were saying these same things about Stephon Anthony. So, again, he's going to have to have that play recognition has to be better, or he won't be able to make plays, and there will be big plays won against him. The one thing I liked about what the Saints added in free agency, they added a lot of players that are good at recognition, they're good at stopping the run, they're good at that stuff. And, yeah, Kenneth Murray, look, he's good at getting to the backfield. He's good. When he recognizes, he's there. Boom. And he's fast, and he can go side of the sideline. That's very good. But, uh, to me, he's going to need to do a little bit more um, with the recognition. He's going to have to be a little more polished there. To me, that's kind of what he's looking at there. Um, another guy is Patrick Queen from LSU. I think he could be a player that comes up similar as he is. The physicality is there. To me, the recognition is there. And obviously, you want to see more of that in the, the combine going side to side, all that stuff. I want to see him do that, but he's very good at recognition. To me, I think the athleticism has to be maybe a little bit better. But again, I, I think that's something that you know you could definitely help from. Also, he's only a one-year starter. Yeah, he had big games where the recognition was good, but he also had some bad games where recognition wasn't there. And also, a big benefit was him is that LSU's defense was loaded. So maybe some of that was because of you know just some really nice plays by up front. The back end was holding very well. Something definitely to look at. But he could be a player that the Saints look at as well. I mean, his NFL comparison on um, NFL.com draft is Thomas Davis. Enough said. Last guy I'm looking at here is Malik Harrison from Ohio State. I think he's a player, another guy that, again, he could be a Mike linebacker at the NFL level. People are saying he's just he's very, very good at moving, literally. That's very good. Um, again, is he going to be a guy that will be able to recognize and that recognition will it be there at, a, at the NFL level? It's something to be seen. Probably won't be seeing it in the... Um, in the um in the draft or in the draft process and the scouting is gonna have to see him on the field but he plays with a really nice physical presence to me at worst he can be a guy that stops the run like Manti Teo at best he can be one of the best middle linebackers in the game and that's something you really want to see I, from Ohio State he was a player that played a lot was a senior and he showed out in some big games for Ohio State so to me he did a he's gonna do a very good job again People, the, the NFL Draft Network thinks he'll project as a starting Mike linebacker. They think is it's going to be interesting to see what he does in the passing game, and I think that's all these guys, these Mike linebackers. The really good ones can defend it. The not-so-good ones are maybe good against the run, but they're just not good against fast guys like Manti Tayo. That's why he never got to that big middle linebacker level. Same with A.J. Klein. So it's going to be, to me, at worst, he could be a good run guy in, especially year one, he could be a good run guy, especially he could probably fill the A.J. Klein role. But then if he's going to take that next step, maybe he's DeMario Davis' replacement. It's going to be interesting to see there. And then my final intriguing thing to see is every NFL team's here. Trades could happen. Free agents come. And then we're going to hear a lot about the rule changes as we talked about earlier. Probably get a, the NFLPA is probably going to vote by the end of the combine. Very interesting stuff. Maybe the Saints pull something off. I just don't think many teams will do something before... 
um, this CBA. See what happens. I don't think anyone's going to do anything until the CBA because um, you want to see if the salary cap goes up. But that could be very interesting, the, these trades. Or, or maybe they'll make trades, say, if, if the salary cap goes up, we'll do this. And, um, and maybe there's going to be a lot of intertwining and complications in the deals. But maybe the Saints will go up and get big play Slay, Darius Slay. Maybe they'll go get someone else. Maybe they're going to visit with free agents. It's going to be very interesting to see, and I can't wait to see it all go down throughout the week. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion and haven't followed us on our various social media platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdat Dis. And also you can follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galato. And then also you can follow us on Instagram at Houdat Discussion. And then if you want to listen to us on any of your podcasting platforms, we are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all that fun stuff. We are on all those great platforms. We are available on. So again, will be an interesting week. I think we're going to hear some news, not only about the CBA, but then also about these draft prospects, maybe something about free agency trades. Next episode, we will be doing a full free agent preview with um, a few guests, and that will be also really fun. So we'll get into that as well over the next few weeks. We're going to hopefully do a free agent preview and then do a draft preview and have like a guest on two different episodes. Um, but we're just trying to get out all the details. So um, that's kind of what the future is holding. And then after that, we'll do our free agent frenzy as we did last year. So the week of free agency, we'll have five episodes every day. Every day, we'll just go over the news, what happens with the Saints. And yeah, I think um, that will wrap it up. So with all that said, I wanted to say thank you. Let's run it back. And who dat?